Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 151. 151. It's been quite a journey. We're approaching, they're getting close to two years. Um, two years of uh, this thing, Kickstarter, it has changed so much. Some of you have been with me on the whole journey. Gabe, I'm talking to you. Thanks for the nice email. I appreciate it. For those of you uh, who are listening, I realize you have given me a tremendous amount of your life. There are 151 episodes, uh, 20 minutes divided by three. That's like 50 hours. That's days. That's more than a work week. You and I have spent together, if you've been with me, on the, on the whole journey. That's a lot of time. And I want to say thank you. That's it. I just want to say thank you. I certainly appreciate that support. Thank you goes out to also some of the people who have made uh, either financially or supporting the project, this funding the dream. Aldo Giazzi, who's been on the show, who's got a company called Impressions. If you're in the game business, wanting to design, publish a game, and you're looking for distribution and getting it into game stores and to distributors, Aldo's the guy to talk to. His company's called Impressions. If you go out to YouTube, look under Impressions uh, Game Distribution Services, GDS or Impressions Vidcast. Aldo and I have put together a series of about 16 episodes where we talk about the industry, we show off some of the games, and he's got a lot of vendors out there that use him. So my shout-out goes to my payback today goes to Aldo and for the support that he has for the game industry and for me and this podcast. Okay, we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk more about board games and Kickstarter and game stores. So let's go ahead and talk to our next guest. I've invited a guest on today to address a recur uh, the second time I've recently. This whole idea, again, we're talking about board games, this whole idea of the impact of Kickstarters having on the local game stores. I have a very strong opinion about this. I'm a very opinionated that this is the single most important thing that's happened to the game stores in the history of ga board gaming for a positive thing. Uh, and uh, yet there are a lot of game store owners and backers and, and gamers who think differently. So I've invited on uh, a guest who's involved with a board game store and Kickstarter and projects to talk about it. So my guest is Phil Kilcrease. Phil is involved with Game Night Games in Salt Lake City. He is also um, involved with Fifth Street Games, which has put out Farmageddon. And uh, Phil, what was the other one? Castle Panic, was that it? Or um, we're up to six games now. What do you got? So, what, what do we got? We got Castle Dash. We Castle, got that's right. Castle um, Dash. Crow in the Pitcher, Farmageddon, as you mentioned. My Happy Farm, which got them just got a fantastic review from the talented Tom Vassell, as well as Jungle Ascent, which is almost ready to ship finally, and Baldur's Tomb, which we just did. And, and we're getting ready to do another. And you're getting ready to do another. And when we say getting ready to do another, we're talking about a Kickstarter project, right? And which one's this one called? That is correct. This one is Smash Monster Rampage. It's a kaiju battle game. It's cooperative where the players are the city defense force trying to defeat a monster, in this instance, a um, Godzilla clone before the city is destroyed. Hey, what's um, that, what's that video game? What's that? Is that what the video game is? One of my favorite video games, and now I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, it actually is uh, Rampage, but you're the monster right. instead with that one. That's so. right. Rampage. I loved that game. I spent hundreds of dollars and quarters on that thing. 
<laughs> All right, but we're not. We're going to have you on the show to talk about that project uh, later at a different date because it sounds pretty exciting. But what we really want to talk about, you're involved. What's your involvement with Game Street, uh, Game Night Games? Um, I am the I am the assistant manager of Game Night Games in, in Salt Lake City. I've been with them for um, about five years now, and the. I help with ordering. I I help make strategic decisions. I'm I'm fairly well involved in the store. And just so people, my listeners who aren't in Utah, because Salt Lake City's in Utah, most people know that. But how many game stores are within? And you don't have to have the accurate number, but how many game stores are within a between Provo and Salt Lake up to uh, Ogden? So from your epicenter, thirty mile radius, thirty five mile radius. About- 25 to 30 if you count the specialty stores like that only do miniatures. 25 to 30 board game stores that compete with you. Yeah, and we we're and the space is comfortable. Even though there are so many competitors, everyone's doing fine. It's and, great. And I want uh, people who are listening, if depending on where you're at and you think there's – oh, hey, we got three game stores. When you go to Utah, there are there's a game store every other mile – and there's a plenty of uh, people to support it. So I, I often talk to people that it is one of the hotbeds of board gaming. And if you're doing any type of prototyping testing, you need to get involved with the Utah board gaming community because it's huge. So there we go. So let's talk about Kickstarter and game stores. You Game Night Games carries Kickstarter games, correct? That is correct. How, uh, any idea how many? Uh, rough number? Um, the ones that sell really well, we've got about five to seven of them that, that consistently do well, but we give newer ones a try as they come out as well to see how they go. Oh, wait a minute. What do you mean the ones that do well? The word I heard on the street is Kickstarter sucks up every buyer of every potential game and that there are no buyers for those games if they were successful on Kickstarter because all the buyers spent all their money already. Isn't that the truth? I'm being a little facetious, um, but that's the word that I'm, I'm battling right now. Aren't your alpha buyers, already, your customers, already spending their money on Kickstarter? How can they, these games be bestsellers or active sellers, I guess is the better word? Uh, the alpha buyers actually become proponents for the game instead. They become marketing for the store. So let's use Boss Monster as an example. Um, we have a couple of people who buy a lot of games at the store, and they did back that particular one. And when they got the advanced prototype, because that they they backed it the fast the fast level so they could get a prototype while it was being printed, they brought it in and played it, and people got excited about it in our in our gaming area. So we've we've moved a few copies just from that when it finally came out uh, about a week or so ago. Let me ask you about um, Boss Monster because Boss there was an article about Boss Monster that precipitated uh, my call to you. And there's articles out online, Facebook, I've seen them, Twitter. And I have had a guest, Josh Githens from South Carolina, opposite side of the country. And he used the example of Boss Monster. What is it about Boss Monster that's causing everybody to talk about it, particularly game stores? Do you have any idea? Um, with uh, it, It's just the most recent success that's hit, for one. And uh, it has kind of a fun, unique theme where you're, you're the bad guy trying to lure heroes to their doom. And it has a fun, pixely... Uh, good pixely artwork that kind of draws in the retro crowd as well. Okay. Um, so that's an example, Boss Monster. You got any other examples, other games that have done well on Kickstarter and then actually when they come into the store you see an upsurge in sales? 
Oh, absolutely. The biggest one is Zombicide. Um, the, we, we couldn't keep it in stock even after, uh, the first Kickstarter, I think of what, 700,000. And it, uh, even then we brought in several waves of it and it just, even at 80 bucks, gone out the door. Even for people who came in, I'm looking for a game. I like zombies. We show them Zombicide and they pick it up on the spot. It was pretty crazy. So Phil, you're so. still, you're still telling me, and there were 5,000 people who backed, 5,200 people who backed that project. Yet, game stores are telling me that Kickstarter is robbing their sales. And what do you say to that? I say that they're they're talking about sales that necessarily weren't theirs to begin with and don't even really impact them. The the Just in the U.S. alone, there's 300 million people. 5,000 is not even like 1% of that. And then you take in worldwide sales on top of that for the companies who can swing international distribution and such. The it drops that number even lower because I imagine probably 10 to 20% of those 5,000 people were international. So, so it's, so for your, but for your local game store, your, uh, what, what do you guys, what is it that you do when you, do you actively watch Kickstarter and look for a particular project that does well and think, Hey, we need to get that into the store. Um, every now and again, um, I, I, I do keep tabs since I'm the, the new order guy. Um, but, uh, it, it has to kind of strike the game night fancy. We have a particular feel to the store that, that we like to keep. Um, so, explain, but, but even then. Explain that because a new publisher who's listening right now or a game designer is like, well, what does he mean by that? What it, so, because they want to figure out a way to tie into what you just described, so that you it bubbles up, so that, you recognize their game. So, what's involved with that? What's this this feel um, you're talking about? Uh, we we'll, we're looking for something. Uh, just, just the game in general should it look it should look uh, polished. Um, uh, I tend to go through the rule book first as well, uh, try and see how well it's written. Um, and in terms of theme, nothing too gruesome. I granted, I did, did just use Zombicide um, as one of our our top sellers from the Kickstarter thing, but uh, we we still try and keep that area kind of separate from the so general you, and Euro area. Game, game night games. You guys focus more on the we'll use the term family family friendly, right? And that that we do. So G to PG rated games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. With the occasional PG thirteen, if it's solid enough, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and so these Kickstarter projects. Um, what is there something that you have ever seen? And this is another question that pops up. What can a project owner do to increase the likelihood that they get picked up or they're more attractive to a game store uh, like yourself? Is there, so you said um, the artwork has to be professional. It kind of has to fit within your genre. But is there something uh, – do you even pay attention to the uh, retailer levels of Kickstarter projects? Does that even attract you guys? Uh, it does not, and the reason for that is simply cash flow. For, for, a, for a store, it's, it's more for, – for us anyway, we, we prefer to, to stay a little more lean. And having that money locked up, even if it's only a few hundred dollars – um, having that money locked up, we could be better using it elsewhere. We, um, that being said, if a game is, is rocking enough, 
there are some that we would be interested in buying a case pack direct from them if we feel it would move large enough. But it's better to just get through a distributor, work with uh, Alliance, GTS, ACD. It's starting to get a little tougher to get in the door now, though, just because of the sheer flood of uh, publishers. Well, one of my, you, one, yeah, one of my recurring uh, guests, though, is uh, Aldo Z- uh, Giazzi from Impressions. And one, mm-hmm. and one of the He's things, guy. He, right? Great guy. And one of the things he focuses on is helping new publishers. He aggregates, right? He has those relationships with you and with all the distributors. And so, if you're looking for a way to get in, and you, you don't want to do it yourself, go with an aggregator like uh, Impressions that can help you knock on those doors and get your name in there. Absolutely. All right. And that's that's the best way to do it because um, oftentimes buying a case pack is kind of a huge commitment. And, and for an unknown quantity, that can be a little tough. But buying one or two of something, and then if it sells, instantly replenishing it's fantastic. Do, do you look at when uh, you're uh, potentially looking at a Kickstarter game as a game store, do you look – do you go out and research it and see how many people backed it? Does that give you an indication of whether it's uh, popular or not? Um, it gives it, – it is a flag and draws attention to it. Um, but I, I definitely do see that as a, as a popularity indicator. It doesn't attract. It, it, is, it does attract instead. Like, so, hey, so what is this? Now, you've heard me speak. Uh, you heard me speak at Gamma about the impact that I feel that Kickstarter is having, the potential it can have, and it's currently having on the board game, uh, game store industry. You have um, kind of not taken my advice because you were already doing it before I spoke, and that is um, – you guys, you have used your the game store almost as a uh, launching site for Kickstarter games in in the community, right? Am I making sense of um, that? Uh, yes. Um, demo uh, when when I can as a publisher, I try and do demos at stores and stuff that for upcoming projects. And every every major game store in the area does carry my product. Even the Fifth Street Games, right? Fifth Street Games. So you've used the um, the distribution of what you're you're publishing to help leverage then. So people, when they come into uh, Game Night Games, they usually are familiar with you and that it's there at the store, right? That Fifth Street Games games are there at the store. Uh, that is correct, and I do make it as clear as possible. Like this this one, if you're asking about this one, I am the publisher, so. Take take whatever I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> That's right. I was like, yeah, uh, I, this one's great. I want to buy that one. All right. W- what's your opinion? Has Kickstarter had an impact on the game stores, or has it just been another thing out there? Um, it's another way to get great games out into the market. Uh, just it it makes it a little tougher now that more and more and more continue to fund and do well, uh, just because. There's only so much room on the game shelf, and even the established companies like Fantasy Flight and Queen and um, Philosophia are continuing to keep, come out with their own product as well. So there's only so much room on our pre-order page. Right. Uh, so we it, ha- kind of have to curate. Yeah, Days of Wonder just did Small World 2. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did we just say? Uh, uh <laughs> Queen Games tends to do stuff as That's well. That's right. Queen Games puts theirs out there. Now, they're a European-based company, so it's kind of an interesting experiment for them to raise funds in the U.S. for their projects, even though they're based out of Europe. So, yeah, Days of Wonder, Queen Games. Uh, obviously, uh, Steve Jackson Games made a, a go at it with Ogre. 
So yeah, you're seeing it's not just indie guys right coming up with a game idea and launching it out there. More and more, the the bigger publishers are starting to see the opportunity. Academy Games has one out there right now, uh, a cooperative game, Underground Railroad from the uh, Abolition Civil War time period. So mm-hmm. you're, yeah, you're seeing more and more of these publishers say, "Hey, maybe uh, maybe we should give that a try." Okay. Was there something else, Phil? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, for the larger companies, it almost feels like it's, it either accelerates what they were already going to make anyway, or they're just using it as a marketing tool. Um, well, they, 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 I see, though, for example, with Days of Wonder, having had them on the show, they actually used it as a research tool. They put their project out there, realized that there was a lot of confusion about what they were trying to do, and they mm. c- canceled their project retooled it came back about six eight weeks late, later with it much more focused and much more tighter um creation tighter project management of exactly what they realized the market wanted from them and that's what they did and so that's where also this just the whole market research do people want this game how much do they want it and is there something we need to change about it that we got wrong during our development stage and so i'm seeing that opportunity out there as well Okay. Yeah, it's a good market test. So, <laughs> Phil, I, it is. I certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes to um, get on the phone, talk to us about kind of your perspective on this. It, as we wrap up here in the last few seconds, is there any advice you would give to a game store owner out there who's looking at how to integrate or implement Kickstarter within their own store? What would you say to them? Um, to just first keep an open mind. Uh, Kickstarter is not the, the end of the world for for uh, for us retailers, it, it just gives us more awesome games to sell. And two, to uh, just trawl the trawl the site every about once a week and see what what is coming up, and just mentally note which ones might you think you might be able to sell. Because odds are very good your thinking is right. You'll bring it in, and the people who didn't back the project will buy it. So Perfect. just have more faith. Perfect. Phil, thank you so much for taking some time with us. Well, glad to. Thank you, Richard. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. Our guest has been Phil Kilcreast. Phil is the owner and publisher Fifth Street Games, but Phil's also the assistant manager at Game Night Games, which is located in Salt Lake City, a family-focused board game uh, store. He's been involved. He's been there for five years. He's been heavily involved with Kickstarter. Phil and I have known each other for a couple of years, and so I'm glad that he came on to kind of talk about his perspective of the impact Kickstarter is having on the board game industry and particularly game stores. Hopefully, if you're a publisher, you've learned a few things here, maybe a little bit of inspiration so that you can help be uh, successful with your project. We appreciate you listening. Take care.